So it is ignorance of Brahman or ignorance of self which is said to be the cause of the universe. When the wake of the knowledge, the ignorance is dispelled. <coughs> and the cause goes away, how can the effect remain? So, Vishwata. How can Vishwa or the universe remain when its cause and ignorance has gone away? <coughs> so he explains, Yatha Rajyam Parityadya Sapam Grunnadivit Just as in the case of the rope snake example, Brahmat because of Brahma, delusion. Rajyam Parityadya, one discards him, one ignores the Rajyu, doesn't know the Rajyu, rope, Sarvam Grunnadivai. So where there is rope, what it is is rope, but Parityadya. Because of ignorance, what this person does is, he ignores or discards or gives away, gives up the rope. The way of saying, meaning that he fails to see the rope. Even though the rope is very much there, on account of his failing to see the rope, not knowing that his object is rope, that is rope ignorance, sarpam grunnate vai brahmat, by brahma, by delusion, sarpam grunnate, he very perceives that as a snake. Meaning that in the rope snake example, the perception or the delusion of snake has its cause in the ignorance of the rope. So the example of what? Where ignorance is the cause of the creation. So snake is created and ignorance of rope is the cause of that creation. Tattva satyam avignaya jagat pasyati mudadi. In a manner similar to that, satyam avignaya, not knowing satyam, not knowing the reality. On account of the, just as, on account of the ignorance of rope, there is the delusion of snake, Brahma. So also on account of the ignorance of the satyam, the truth, same as Brahman. Jagat pasyati mudadi. So just as Mūrudhi, a deluded person, sees snake, where there is rope, similarly a deluded person sees jagat or the creation, where in fact all there is is Brahman. Rajyurupe parijñāte sarva bhāntirnatishthari When on the other hand, however, you show the torchlight to the snake, then you realize that it is rope, Rajyurube Parignate, when the nature of that object is discovered to be rope, Sarva Bhantin Tishthari, naturally the Bhanti, the delusion of snake can no more remain, doesn't remain. Meaning that in the wake of the noise of the rope, the snake disappears completely, that's important. The snake disappears completely in the wake of the noise of the rope. So what does the knowledge of rope do? It simply dispels the ignorance of rope. If by dispelling ignorance of rope, the snake also disappears, that means that the snake was purely the product of the ignorance of the rope. So when the cause goes away, the effect does not remain. Adhisthane tathajnyate, similarly, that which is adhisthanam, substrate of the universe. Asti, Bhati, Priyam or Brahman. 
अधिष्ठाने तथा ज्ञाते अधिष्ठानम सबस्टैंड यू कैन कॉल इट सत्यम सो अधिष्ठानम इज सत्यम ऑफ अध्यारोप अध्यारोप इज स्नेक वर्ड इज द सत्यम वर्ड इज द ट्रूथ ऑफ द स्नेक रोप इज द ट्रूथ ऑफ स्नेक यू कैन से रोप इज द सेल्फ ऑफ द स्नेक सबस्टैंड ऑफ द स्नेक ट्रूथ ऑफ द स्नेक सो आई दू नोन दबस्टैंड और नोन द ट्रूथ और नोन द सेल्फ अधिष्ठाने तथा ज्ञाते सिमिलरली वी सो अर्नियर हाउ दिस यूनिवर्स अधिष्ठान यूनिवर्स इज नथिंग बट सच्चिदानंदम ब्रह्म सो अपॉन दैट देर इज दिस प्रोजेक्शन ऑफ द नेम एंड फॉर्म सो वेन सच्चिदानंदम इज नोन एज अ सेल्फ प्रपंच शून्यता मृदे जस्ट नए द स्नेक completely disappears in the wake of the knowledge of so also the universe completely disappears in the wake of the knowledge of the self because it is purely the product of ignorance in the prapancha universe something more than ignorance and that part will remain even after dispelling ignorance but all it is ignorance say to the morning when you probe into anything that we call jagat or creation or name and form it ultimately resolves into just ignorance which further we resolve into consciousness <coughs> so you call it ignorance prakriti maya primordial matter energy which you further reduce into the consciousness <coughs> so prapancha shunyatam rajet Thus, by the knowledge of Brahman, the substratum, the perpetual, the creation, which disappears, Shunyatam Vraje attains the state of non-existence. Just as in the wake of the knowledge of rope, the snake attains the state of non-existence, ceases to exist. Now, nothing can cease to exist if it existed. I mean, it did not exist earlier also. It was only a delusion of thinking that the snake is. The isness that belongs to rope is falsely attributed to the snake. We conclude that snake is. The isness does not belong to the snake. Isness belongs to rope. That's the reason why the snake doesn't exist. If isness belongs to snake, then regardless of how many torch lights you show, it won't go away. But even when the snake appears to be there, the isness does not belong to snake. And therefore. When you realize that isness really belongs to rope, the snake which was never there to begin with ceases to exist. So the jagat is of the same nature. That's the model. Jagat also is similarly a superimposition. And therefore, even when we say pot is and cloth is, isness does not belong to pot. And the pot is. The is part does not belong to part. Belongs to what? Asti bhati priya. So looks like just as the snake is, so also looks like the world is. So just because something looks like that it is, does not mean it has to be there. Like the rope snake, even though it appears to exist, to be there. is not there 
or Swapna Gajagivat. Another example is the elephants, etc., that you see in the, in the dream, which are not there. Because Sumvatatvena Hetuna, in fact, there is no accommodation, no space for them to exist. Never. The objects seen in the dream are just not there. What is non existent alone is seen there. There is a reason why when you wake up from the dream, nothing remains. If the dream object has some kind of reality, then that will remain even after waking up. But the fact that when you wake up, not a trace of dream remains. Which means that the dream, even when it appeared, was not there. Like the snake, even when it appeared, was not there, so also the dream, even when it appeared, was not there. So just because something appears, just because something looks like it is, doesn't mean that it has to be. Like the rope snake or like the tree. The body also is part of prapancha, part of creation. And when the whole creation is not there, in the wake of the knowledge of Brahman or Self, where is the question of body? That also doesn't remain. Then prarabdha, the karma, how can it remain? Because karma only can attach itself to body. Karma cannot attach itself to Atma. So where is prarabdha? Then question was, how come this Shruti seems to teach that there is someone called the Jivan Mukta? So the Upanishads talk about all Shruti, Smriti, Purana, everybody talks about wise people. Great saints, enlightened people. Walking on earth. Jagatima vidam kalidatvayo vicharanti mahamasachalata. Addressing Shankaracharya, says Thotakacharya that to protect this universe, to enlighten them. So Maha, great people like you, they just, they just wander on this earth in an unknown way. So nobody can recognize them, but then they just, you know, they, 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 they travel on the earth to enlighten the people. It's accepted that there is an entity called Jivan Mukta. Shruti, Shruti, all of them say, and you say there is no Parabdha. You are saying there is no Jivan Mukta. Adhyanir Bodhartham, a very bold statement. Adhyani jana bodhartham prarabdham bhakti vaishrutihi. When Shruti talks about prarabdha even for a wise person, simply from the standpoint of the onlookers, in fact there is no prarabdha for a wise person at all. But it would be so difficult to digest this idea. A person who is ignorant, and for the person for whom the world is real and tangible and solid, to tell that person there is no real, no world, that would be impossible to digest. The way you say that, the world is some kind of reality. Meaning that the wise body, wise person also continues to have a body. He continues to live as long as prarabdha is. He continues to function as long as prarabdha is. <coughs> this is being told to an ignorant person that there is something called prarabdha. Because it's not yet ready. There is this idea that there is no prarabdha. Keep the jnani bodhana bhakti shruti, all right. 
the existence of prarabdha that some of the Sudhi statements seem to reveal are according to you only addressed to ignorant people. Then what does Sudhi say to the wise person? To the enlightened person, to Vivek, what does it say? The next verse is quoted, verse 98. Shiyante chasya karmani Tasmindrishte paravare Ahuttam tannise nārtham Where are we? Yeah, same thing. Ahuttam tannise nārtham Shutyagītam chayasputam Shiyante chasya karmani So this quoted, Shruti statement is quoted. What is the Shruti statement? Vidyate vadegyanti chidyante sarvasamshaya Shiyante chasya karmani tasmin drushte paravare The translation is given in the translation, you know. Vidyate vadegyanti the knot of the heart breaks. Chidyante sarvasamshayaha. All doubts vanish. Shiyante chasya karamani. All his actions perish. Tasmin drishte paravare. When a person realizes drishte, when a person realizes paravare, that is both para and avara. So, in this statement of Mandaka Upanishad, the words use of para and avara. Para is superior, avara is inferior. But that is man, Ishvara and Jiva. So normally Ishvara is taken to be different from Jiva. So tasmin drishte paravare. When we gain the true knowledge of what Ishvara is and true knowledge of what Jiva is, even though outwardly they possess totally contradictory characteristics, that Ishvara is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, and Jiva is limited in knowledge in every way. So where is Ishvara and where is Jiva? Where is the ocean, where is drop of water? Where is mountain when there is an atom? Where is sun when there is a firefly? No comparison. How can you say that one? But then, this contradiction that appears in their attributes only belongs to their costume, does not belong to their nature. Meaning, omniscience, omnipotence, etc., is the inherent nature of Ishvara. It's only an incidental thing. So, so limitedness in knowledge, etc., is not nature of Jiva. There is also incidental. Meaning that these attributes belong to the costume, they do not belong to the self that's actor. Isha jiva yor vedā sat svabhavato vastu kevalam. So Ramamashi says that Isha di, that this is Ishvara, this is jiva, I'm jiva, and that both of them are different. This division that one sees between Ishvara and jiva is only on account of taking the costume to be real. That Brahman comes in one costume and is called Ishvara. 
Same Brahman comes in a different costume, it's called Jiva. But those who give wear to the costume think that Ishwara is different, Jiva is different. But when you really examine Ishwara, realize that this costume, this omniscience, omnipotence, all of these really doesn't belong, it's not inherent, it belongs to his costume, there is Maya. And this one is limited in every way, the limited in also, it's not his nature, it belongs to his costume, is ignorance. So when you see that fact, then you realize that in that costume of Maya, the one that manifests is Brahman. The costume of ignorance or manifest also is Brahman. Just as, as king, the one that manifests is actor. As beggar also, same actor. So even though they appear totally different at the level of the costume, and they are the both of them are one. Ishajivayo Veshajivhida. This Bhida, this division between Ishwara and Jiva is only because of the reality given the Vesha of the costume. Satsvabhavato, the standpoint of the Svabhava, the true nature which is Sat, Vastu Kevalam, is one non-dual truth. Tasmin Drishte Paravare, Para is Ishwara, Avare is Jiva. And different ways also this is explained. We'll take one explanation here. Tasmin Drishte, when this person sees the true nature of Para and Avara, true nature of Ishwara and Jiva, as nothing but one consciousness, that is the Self, then what? Shiyante, Vidyate, Radegrantihi, the not of the heart, what is it? Not, ki and what is not? Granti. What is Granti? The Granti is where that takes place when the holy wedlock takes place, you know, between Purusha and Prakriti. So, Badasana used to call unholy wedlock, you know. This, this is not between Purusha and Prakriti. Atma and Atma. Purusha, Prakriti, Stoi. That Purusha is identified with Prakriti. Unholy wedlock. Because this wedlock is nothing but the source of all the misery for this poor Purusha, you know. Anyway, therefore, so this, granti. There is no granti. Purusha can never join with Prakriti. Purusha, two things can join with each other, provided they enjoy the same degree of reality. I can't join with a shadow, can I? Can you tie me with the shadow? Can you tie the space with the parts? Can I tie with my own? In reflection, no. But still we can tie. And thinking that, I am that. Looking at the reflection, I think that that is what I am. Meaning that kind of delusion can. By delusion, impossible thing becomes as though possible. And that's how Atma identifies the body and takes the body to be the self. And that's how suffers from a sense of limitations that all belong to the body. So the granti, identification of the upari is what causes vidyate vade granti. When I realize the true nature that I am consciousness, I have no connection with the body, no connection with upari. That not, which is brought about by ignorance and identification, that disappears. Vidyate vade granti. Chidyante sarva samshaya. 
When I'm ignorant, then I don't know what I'm confronting really. All the time there are doubts in my mind. Who am I and what is Ishvara and what's really all kind of doubts are there. Ignorance breeds doubts. Chidyante, when you know what it is, in the wake of knowledge, doubts cannot remain. Chidyante sarasumchayaha. All the doubts also are destroyed. Kshiyante chasya karamani. All his actions also vanish. So karmani, now very the scholar has gone, so karmani, which, you know, is it singular, dual, plural, what is it? Which one? Karmani. Bhuvachana. Of which word? What's the substantive? Huh? Karma. No. Karmani, that's right. So, karman, karmani, so this is bahuvachana. So in Sanskrit we have singular, we have dual, and we have plural. So plural automatically applies more than two. Three or more. You use plural for three or more. Upanjas said, kshiyante jasya karmani. Of the wise person, all the karmas, kshiyante, all of them, vanish or perish. That means at least three kinds of karmas perish, only because karmani, plural, is used. So what kind of karma that we have talked about? What is called? Sanchita karma. The karma that we have accumulated are all countless births which are all in our account waiting to fructify. Prarabdha karma. So that is like the long-term fixed deposits of which that part which has matured, which I am enjoying in this life is called prarabdha karma, also called destiny. And third is the karma that I perform now, which will yield its result in the future, agami karma. So tentatively karma is classified in three categories, sanchita karma, the accumulated karma, prarabdha karma, those who commence to give rise to the effect, Agami karma, those which will give us result in future. So, Ramon Mahesh used to say, somebody asked about this prarabdha karma, etc. So imagine the king, his three queens, you know. When the king dies, which queen becomes widow? How many queens become widow? On the three? So when the jiva is not there, all these karmas all belong to jiva or ahankara. The wake of knowledge and Brahman, there is no ahankara, no jiva, and therefore who will be connected with the karma? It's not right to say that two, kar- two, two, two are widow and one is still. No, no. It's not right to say that two karmas get destroyed and one remains. It doesn't make sense. Now this Shruti uses the word, it's plural karma, all the actions meaning the sanchita karma, prarabdha karma, agami karma, all of them perish in the wake of knowledge. So this is being told well, it will viveki to a discriminating person. Who can understand what it means? Kshinde chasya karmani tasmin dushte paravare. Second line of that mantra is quoted here. 
because that is relevant here. Vindyate, but this can happen. Vindyate, Uday Granthi, that is not of the heart, is cut asunder, that all the doubts are resolved, is not relevant to our discussion here. Therefore, the author quotes only second line, Shriyante Chasya Karmani Tasmin Dushte Paravare. In saying so, what does uh, the Upanishad mean? Bahutvam tan nishedhatham. So, karma is bahutvam. Bahutvam is bahuvachanam. The word karma is bahutvam. Shows manyness of the karma, the plurality of karma. Yes, futam gitam is very clearly, in fact, hopefully, Shruti knows Sanskrit language, you know. Hopefully, the Shruti knows Sanskrit language. So when it uses plural, hopefully it means plural. So when Shruti has used the word karmāne, it clearly means that bahutvam, many types of karmāne are there, more than two. Bhutam is sutam, sutam gītam. Very clearly Shruti has stated the bahutvam, the manliness of the karma, the plurality of karma, that karma are more than two. All of them get destroyed. Tattan nishedartham, this was nisheda for what? For in fact negating of prarthat of prarabdha. Because prarabdha also is one of the three karmas. When all the three karmas are negated in case of a wise person, naturally prarabdha also is negated. Prarabdha, abhavakuri prarabdha, meaning that for the wise person there is absence of prarabdha also. Just the absence of Sanjita and Agar. Anyatha, Sanjita, Kirma Veksha, Karmani, Dvitvam, Gayam. So Karmani, what should have been said? Karmani, not Karmani. If Shruti meant only two kinds of karma, only Sanjita karma and the Agami karma are destroyed. And Prabhupada remains, if this is what the Shruti wanted to say, then Shruti would have used dual rather than plural. So karma, karmani, karmani. Kshiyate, kshiyataha, kshiyante. So karmani, kshiyata, that's how it has been said. But karmani, kshiyante. So Shruti, very clearly. So sometimes what happens? that there can be a little bit of inconsistency in the Vedic language also. But sometimes the, the verb is in plural or something, and the subject, the karta is in singular, or some such inconsistency is sometimes found. Sometimes one gender, the other gender is used. It happens. Shrotrasya-shrotam. Manaso, Mone, Vacho, so prana se prana. So one word is used in masculine gender, they use. So then perhaps we have to explain it properly. But here the kartru karma also is in the plural, and the kriya the verb also is in plural. So it doesn't leave any doubt. The shruti means more than two kinds of karma, which includes the pranamdana, because that makes three. Tathāna-gītam. So, ah, karmani iti dvittum geyam tathāna-gītam. Shruti did not use a dual, 
Shruti used the plural, which means Shruti means that all three kinds of karmas perished. Atah, therefore, Brahmatma Sakshat Karat, when the Sakshat Karo realization, immediate knowledge, Aparuksha Jnanam, Brahmatma Sakshat Karat, seeing the fact that in fact I am Brahman, all days is Brahman and I am Brahman, when that immediate knowledge takes place, Chijjara Granthi Vedena, there is a not between Chit and Jara. The Atma is Chit consciousness. The anatma is jara, and because of ignorance they will lump it together. Not that they really joined, but ignorance created as though they are the same adhikaranam. By knowledge that granthi which was false has broken down. Chitra granthi vedena. Sanchita kriyamana prarabdhakya. So, kshiyande chasya karmane. All the three kinds of karma, namely, Sanchita, Prarabdha and Kriyamana or Abhyami. Kshayante, when all these karmas have exhausted, Parapurushadam, Gyani Vodhadam Bhakti. So this is description of an enlightened person. Tasmin Drashte Paravare, when a person sees the truth of Par and Avara, as a very self, then all these knots are tender, all doubts are gone, and all karmas are gone. So this is the Paramapurushartha. This is really the Paramapurushartha. Really freedom in the primary sense. If Prarabdha remains and you have to go through this, where is the freedom? See, freedom is not total. If for the wise person also, the Prarabdha is there, Meaning that he is required to confront all the pleasant and all unpleasant situations come. That means that he is not yet become totally free. Means he is not again moksha. Paramapursha is not again. The author is saying, if you accept prarabdha of the wise person also, meaning wise person also is subject to the vagaries of all the karma and situations, then where is the freedom? So moksha means freedom. That Parapurushartha, namely moksha, is not attained if Prarabdha remains. So Parapurushartha is when no karma remains. And this brings me to Jnani Bodhartham, to, to an intelligent, discriminating person, this is said. Because he would understand this. Ignorant person would have been too much to swallow. So he said, no, no, there is Prarabdha. But for the wise person, or understanding person who understands, he said, there is no Prarabdha. Prarabdha is from the standpoint of the onlookers, from the standpoint of the wise person, there is no Prarabdha. Ukta Suppose you don't accept this. So we insist that there is Prarabdha. Suppose, then what happens? All kinds of defects come. All kinds of defects or problems come. So what are they? Says the next verse. Uchyate Gnevalachaitada Tadanartadvayagama Vedandamatahanamcha Yato Jnanamitishyuti Yato 
उच्चते अग्नि ही बलाच्च एतत् ये बलाद उच्चते ये विग्नरेंट पीपल इंसिस्ट अपॉन होल्डिंग दिस व्यू दैट दैट इज प्रारब्ध इग्नरेंट मींस वन डज नॉट अंडरस्टैंड व्हाट मोक्षा मींस वन डज नॉट अंडरस्टैंड व्हाट टोटल फ्रीडम मींस वन डज नॉट अंडरस्टैंड व्हाट नॉलेज इज who does not understand what the reality is that's what is meant by ignorant here you don't have to wise to understand what the shuddhi says you have to be at least intelligent discriminating person then you can understand where the shuddhi is coming from but you are at such a point you say no no i was in i know i i know there is problem you can't tell me it is not that so if thus someone insists upon accepting parabdha as a real thing balat per force meaning insist so some people they just insist no i don't believe that i don't accept it but why i don't accept it so that is also there i don't believe in god but why i don't believe that's all i don't believe you but why i don't believe you so this is how people just I mean, not that he should believe us, but there should be reason for not believing. I don't believe. That is called balat. That is called per force. That is called just insistence, which has no reasoning behind it. The fellow is reasoning. If there is false reasoning, then we can tell them correct reasoning, and that's how we can correct. But if somebody comes to conclusion without reasoning, then there is no way that you can help that person. If you insist upon this, your view that there is prarabdha, really there, then tada anarthadvaya agamaha. Agama coming of anarthadvaya. There is room or occurrence of two absurdities, anartha. Two doshas, two defects will come. Two absurdities will come. We should not accept. सो अग्नि सुधी तात्पर्य अनभिज्ञी सो इग्नरेंट हियर इज नॉट इग्नर एवरी इज इग्नरेंट बट फर्दर इग्नरेंट हियर देर आर डिग्रीज ऑफ इग्नरेंस सो इग्नरेंट वी मे बी बट दिस फॉलो इज फर्दर इग्नरेंट इट हैज मच हैज ही हेज नॉट अंडरस्टूड द तात्पर्य और परपोड ऑफ द श्रुति श्रुति हैज इन माइंड परम पुरुषार्थ when shruti teaches us the purpose of this to help us attain param purusha absolute freedom unconditional freedom that is not understood so you understand moksha in his own way and then has this view so agnyai shruti tatpa anavignyai bala abhiveka samarthya he is some kind of force force coming from abhiveka holding on to wrong things so wrong things also give rise to force anger also gives rise to force compassion also gives rise to force similarly ignorance also brings about insistence insistence gives rise to force what do you mean i don't it's you know so by that force coming from ignorance uchchade yathartha that pratipadyate that that is prarabdha in fact 
meaning that he does not understand where Shuri is coming from and doesn't understand what the nature of Atma is, doesn't understand what the nature of Moksha is, then whatever. dosha prapti. Then two doshas, two defects will come here. Meaning you do not understand that by insisting upon the view how you are bringing two kinds of defects which you also will not accept. So sometimes we make an argument and prove ourselves wrong. You play wrong move and then you are running in chess. You think that you are you checking and you get checked out, you know. So he has made an argument to dismiss our view. He does not realize that by that in that argument two absurdities are involved. Two defects are involved, which will only nullify the argument. So what are these things? So Vedantamatahanamcha. So Anarthadva. First two can anartha two absurdity. What are they? Tatra Prarabdha Rupasya Dvaita Sangikare Ari Moksha Prasanga. When you give reality to Prarabdha, Prarabdha is. When you say Prarabdha is, that means you are giving reality to an entity called Prarabdha. You follow? That Prarabdha remains even for a wise person. That means you are giving reality to entity called prarabdha. So atma is one entity and another entity, which means what? Then that means that you seem to be implying duality. You don't realize that. So sometimes you won't realize how we are in fact, we are, the absurdity in what we are doing, you don't realize. So what? So there is duality. Anir moksha prasanga, the current moksha there is duality. Because duality means fear. If prarabdha stands ahead of me and independent of me, which I cannot control and independent, then prarabdha always source of anxiety to me. What will happen next moment? So if there is duality, there cannot be moksha. Moksha or total freedom can be only in non-duality. In oneself alone there can be freedom from fear. Moment that is true, there is always possible fear and all kinds of conflicts. The only way all the conflicts can go away is only when there is one. I cannot have fear for myself. I cannot be source of fear or conflict for myself. I cannot raga for myself, dvesha for myself. So freedom from fear. Freedom from raga dveshas can be there only when there is one non-dual. And by insisting upon prarabdha in a way you are implying duality which means that the wise person still is not free from duality, which means that he is not yet liberated. Moksha is not there. So, eko dosha, there is one anartha. All right. Moksha is not there. Moksha bhave, jnana sampradaya, uchedro, There is no moksha. Sometimes you say, okay, I, no, there is no moksha. So what? If there is no moksha, then the shastra has no purpose to serve. The jnana sampradaya. Sampradaya means the parampara or this succession of this teacher and the disciple. And the very purpose of Shastra is only to help you become liberated. For moksha is the only purpose Shastra has. So I don't accept moksha, that means you see the Shastra becomes useless. Shastra becomes meaningless. The only 
Agenda that Shastra has is moksha. There is no other agenda. Shastra may be talking about a lot of things. Srishti, creation, there is all kinds of things they talk about. But all of these are secondary things. The only primary message of Upanishad is moksha by revealing the oneness of the total existence. In, in, in conveying that the Upanishad may say many things, many anecdotes may be said, many other things may be said to help us understand this. The only agenda in Tatpari, this is Tatpari Nishchaya, the only Tatpari the purport the Upanishad has is in revealing the non-duality, because then alone there can be moksha, not otherwise. Shruti herself says, Dhritiyadvai Bhayam Bhavati. Then divide or division is there is fear. And therefore, Shruti is meaningful only when Shruti is, is in moksha. And moksha can be there only when there is non-duality. You accept duality of the Atma and Prarabdha, that means that you are not accepting the moksha. That means that the whole teaching of Shruti will become meaningless, will become of no use at all. There is another Many Shastra is no more pramanam. So Shastra talks about non-duality. says, no, there is duality. Which means you are saying in effect that Shastra is not pramanam. There is no moksha and Shastra. I believe, no, no, I accept Shastra pramanam. Then if Shastra is pramanam, then moksha is a purpose. If moksha is pramanam, then non-duality alone is reality. If non-duality, then there cannot be any other than Atma. Then there cannot be product. Then, na kevaram doshadvaya praptihi not only these two absurdities will come. Apidu, second line says, Vedan Matahanam Cha. Abandonment of Veda, Veda Mata. The abandonment of the principle or conclusion of Veda. So Vedanta Mata. What Vedanta means? There will be abandonment of the Mata or the conclusion of Vedanta. Siddhanta Vedanta. How? Because what is Vedanta Mata? Mata means that which is known or thought. What is what is Vedanta Mata? The Lord Krishna says, Me Matam, this is my opinion, meaning that this is my knowledge. So Mata means knowledge. So what is the knowledge that Vedanta is revealing? Tattvamasi, Aham Brahmasmi, Vedanta, so Advaita. So Vedanta has its purport only in revealing the non-duality between Jiva and Ishvara, between everything. And by accepting something called prarabdha, which stands apart from the atma and thus accepting the duality as real, you are also abandoning the very mata or the very purpose of Vedanta. Therefore, kim tari pratipattavyam. Then he is asking, all right, if in accepting prarabdha all these problems come, then what should I now accept? What should I understand? Kimtari Patipattavyam. What should I understand what the Shruti says? Says, Yato Jnanam iti Shruti. Yato Jnanam iti Shruti. Yata is fifth case. Yasya Sakasha Jnanam Bhavadi Tadushi Sa Shruti Grahya. Incomplete sentence. So translator has read the translation, Yato Jnanam. 
So, so one should accept those sudhis from it proceeds knowledge. All right. That's good. Yataha yasmad jnanam bhavadi tadrashi. So that is called sudhi. You mean that you should accept as authentic those statements of sudhi which bring about the true knowledge. Meaning that there are statements in sudhi also which do not bring about true knowledge. And there are statements of sudhi which bring about, what do you mean they don't make true knowledge? They do not bring about true ultimate knowledge. They bring, they are useful to the one they are told. Meaning that karma kanda tells you do this and do that, means karma kanda is apparently accepting the duality and your jivatvam, bhavishya Keeping in mind that doing this karma, etc., will make you mature and then be ready to understand the, the nature of truth. So, therefore, the karma kanda seems to imply the duality between jiva and ishvara, but that is not a tatvarya. So don't take that as a mahavakya and then this is what the Veda says. So Veda is a praman. So Veda says this. That means that statement is not accepted as the ultimate statement because it does not give rise to the knowledge of the ultimate reality. Why does it say that? It says this to the person who needs it, who has to grow to be able to understand the mandamadhyadhikare. So what is the shruti? Those statements of shruti which reveal non-duality, that alone should be accepted. What is the Shruti? See, give the Tikakar gives an, you know, illustrates the Shruti. Tameva dhiro vijnaya pragnyam kurvida brahmana. Well, has the Tikakar quoted here? Let me see. Okay, this statement is not quoted by him. But tameva dhiro vijnaya prajñām kurvita brāhmaṇa tameva vijnaya having known the self brāhmaṇa prajñām kurvita So a person, an aspirant when he has gained the knowledge, what should he do? Dhiraha viveki brāhmaṇa so what Brahmana is used for in for to imply several meanings. Brahmana can be a person of that caste. Brahmana also is an aspirant. Brahma Bhavitam Ichu Brahmana. So one who wants to become Brahma is also Brahmana, means the aspirant of knowledge also is called Brahmana. So Brahmana, this aspirant of this Brahmana, who wants to become Brahma. Tameva Vignaya. Tam means what? That Vedanta Prasidam Atmanam, knowing the Atman. So first thing that this Brahmana, the aspirant should do is to gain the knowledge of Atma that is revealed by Vedanta. Vijnaya. Prajñam Kurvita. Then you should do Prajna. Having known the Atma, then you should do Prajna. What is Prajna? Nidhijyasa. Having known the Atma, then he must make that knowledge firm. So knowledge takes place. But on account of our old habits of identifying the body, etc., that knowledge does not settle down. 
again and again you know, fall back the habit of identifying the body. So that I am Brahman, knowledge has taken place when the mind is in right state. But again the mechanicalness, mind identifies and therefore that knowledge goes away. So Pajnyam Kurvida, having known that you are Brahman, you should do what is necessary to gain an abhyayana settlement knowledge. For that the process is Nididhyasa. So Tame Vijnaya, by Shravanam Nananam, having known the Atma, by Nididhyasaram, he must gain an abhyayana in that knowledge. Namudhyan, Bahun Shabdhan, Vato Vignapanam, then, then you give up all other karma, everything you give up, and only devote yourself to this. So this is the statement of Shruti, which describes what a wise person, what a person should do, and what the moksha is, and what the tatpara of Shruti is. So you must take this kind of statement to understand what Shruti means. It's a vast thing, so many statements are there, and the uninitiated does not know how to interpret a statement. That's why we are Vashyakara and we are teachers. The proper interpretation of the statement becomes very important because not only grammatical meaning, the contextual meaning, the implied meaning, so many things have to be taken into account before we understand what is the meaning of the statement. And so that is why these are the statements which you take them as the opinion of the Shruti. So Shruti says this also and that also, which is right. So those which create the right knowledge are the, is the opinion of the Shruti. <coughs> so this whole section is now what? In all these verses, beginning from Parari, 989, Prarabdha Nirakaranam, from 89 to 1911 First to understand what non-duality means. It doesn't leave any trace of duality. So that is the reason why they talk of Agnana Lesha. Those accept Prarabdha, Prarabdha is the karma that you perform in the past. You perform as an ignorant person. So now even though you are wise, some residue of ignorance continues as Prarabdha. So to Agnana Lesha. So there are these teachers who accept Rajnana Lesha. No. If Lesha is there, then also knowledge is not total. So that also is not accepted. So all of this was done to communicate to us the nature of reality, nature of knowledge, nature of wisdom. Now, take something, another topic. Tadetam, Tadevam, Etavata, Granta Sandarvena, Mukhya Rikayana. The Upadesha up to the verse 99 was for Mukhya Rikari. For what? The mature or prepared student. Adhikari's meaning, the aspirants also are classified as Uttama, Madhyama and Kanishtha. Uttama Rikari, 
the most fit student. Madhyamadhikare, who possesses middling fitness. Adhamadhikare, who possesses the inferiors. So person who is totally ready, person who is half ready, person who is an aspirant all right, but not yet ready. Uttama, Madhyama, Kanishtha, Radhama. So Tikagara says that if we did not understand, there is no fault because all of this was addressed to Uttamadikaras. Swami, this mind is going like that, understand it. Because all these verses meant for Uttamadikari. And this teaching so far the Upadesh was meant for that person. And only that person will benefit from this teaching by which he will gain the knowledge of non-duality of the identity with Brahman and that is how he will gain the knowledge and liberated. So what is given so far is enough for an uttamaya, for a mature student who possesses viveka, vairagya, sadhana, chatrusya, sampadde. Idhanya, asakal vishariyabhi. Now I address the students where we can fit. Asakal vishariya, even though we have listened to Vedanta a number of times. Buddhimandya Vishaya Sakyadi Pratibandena because of some pratibandha, some obstacles. The knowledge does not seem to take place, that is because some obstacles are there within ourselves. When is Vishaya Sakti Laksha Pratibandha Bhartamana Vishaya Sakti? We quoted this verse earlier. The Panchadasi talks about this pratibandha or the obstacle in taking place of knowledge. The most evident vishaya sakti attachment or fascination to the objects of pleasure. That's the primary lack of vairagya is the primary pratibandha. Means that when we are lacking in vairagya, we are lacking in the objectivity. For us still something is important and something is less important. What is attachment? Attachment is that for something which I think is very important to me. Aversion is for something which I think is harmful to me. So still I look upon something as important and something as harmful. We have not understood what it is. To understand things for whatever, I realize that there is no importance, there is no harm. Things are what they are. If that vairagya is there, then those objects and things, they will not distract my mind. Otherwise they keep on distracting the mind. So still we have not gained that kind of vairagya. The one word the vairagya, the vairagya is there, then this Upadesha would definitely work. Buddhimandya, then vairagya is not there. Even if vairagya is there, buddhimandya, the mind is not ready. Meaning the dullness of the intellect also can, it can be the obstacle. So you want I can't, you know, all argument I can't understand. So dullness of the intellect. There also is an obstacle in undergaining the knowledge. Kutarkascha, a habit of wrong kind of arguments, a distorted argument. Habit of using distorted argument to prove some point. 
Kutaka. So therefore the mind only argues in a contrary way to what the Shruti is saying and that therefore there is lack of Shraddha. So that also is an obstacle. Vipurya Duragraha. An insistence of, no, I am Karta, I am Bhokta, I am this Vipurya. So insistence upon this kind of false notion, all of these are obstacles. And Uttamadikare is the one who is free from all the obstacles. But for those obstacles, then we have to do something. So this is the style of the scripture. That first they address the prime student, and then the middling student, and then the dull student. To start with dull fellow, then that fellow gets bored, you know. And so, Bada Swamiji, Kenopanishad. So, he interpreted Kenopanishad like this. That the first chapter two is for Uttama Adhikari, not the second Adhikari, third Adhikari. So he will dramatize like this. <coughs> People are sitting. First two chapters are over, five fellows walk out. Third chapter is through, other four fellows walk out. And the fellow is still waiting there. Please teach me Upanishad. So, because if you start from the bottom, beginning, then all people who already advanced, they get bored. So you address them first. Then they don't need to remain further. Then address second fellows. And then you address the third fellows. So Uttamadikai are already addressed. Now he's addressing there were four. Yes jnanam najaya, aparoksha jnanam najayate. Because of the obstacles, Pratipatnakas, one doesn't gain that immediate knowledge. Yes simandadikaya. Nirguna Brahma, so then, instead of knowledge, now he is prescribing meditation. So this knowledge of Nirguna Brahma, failing to know, you know what you do? Meditate upon Brahma. Nirguna Brahma, Pachana, Mukhya Sadhana, Vede. So author thinks that, for those in whom the knowledge of self does not take place, the Brahman doesn't take place, for them, the means of knowledge is meditation on Brahma. So dhyanam becomes a means of jnanam. For example, we say tat purushaya vidmahe, mahadevaya dhimahi, tanno rudra prasudhe, typical Gayatri mantra. Tat purushaya vidmahe, mahadevaya dhimahi, tanno rudra prasudhe. Tat purushaya vidmahe, that tat purusha, that paramatma vidmahe, we want to know him. For knowing, what do we do? Mahadevaya, for that we meditate upon Mahadeva. Tannu Rudra Prasodaya, to help us do that, may Rudra please bless us. So for knowing him, we want to meditate. For meditation also we require your blessing that we can meditate upon you. So become meditatable for me, so I can meditate upon you, so I can know you. So dhyana is now, looked upon as the means of jnana. Dhyanena atmani paschindi, kechida atmanam atmanam, anya sankhyanev, etc. As Lord Krishna says, dhyanena atmani paschindi. By dhyanam, people see, of course with the, with the background of the teaching, not just dhyanam, without the background. Meaning that dhyanam means only a focused attention on what you understood, so that it becomes, then it becomes clear to you. Nirguna Brahma Upasana Mukhyam Sadhana Midi. 
the meditation of Nirguna Brahma is the mukhya sadhana for this person who could not gain the knowledge in spite of listening again and again. Devasa sadhana, dhyana yoga, pratijanataha, acharya. Therefore, the revered teachers, all these in plural, the revered teachers are now proposing, telling us what further they are going to tell us. For the dhyanam, which is, then dhyana also requires preparation. So, dhyanam along with the preparation required for dhyanam, all of that will be told to us. <coughs> Let's read the verse number 100. Tripanchanganyato vakshye Uroktasya hilabdhaye Staischa sarvaishtada kayam Nididhyasana mevatu Uroktasya hilabdhaye Puruvaktasya. What we have said already so far, Svasvarupa avasthanalakshana mokshasya siddhe. For attainment of what is said earlier, for attainment of moksha. What is moksha? Svasvarupa avasthanam, abiding in one's own nature. So what is moksha? Abiding in my own nature. Being myself. Why is it so? Because I am already liberated. Since moksha is my nature, all that is required to do is to abide in my nature. So what we say so far, the knowledge which helps to abide in your nature, and that's why again moksha, for that moksha, meaning abidance in one's own self. Puruvakta shelande tripancha angani atho vakshye Tripancha means what? Three times five. Fifteen. So now Tripancha Angani, fifteen steps or fifteen limbs. Anga means limb actually. Fifteen limbs. Now, so there is now another kind of yoga. We are all familiar with Ashtanga Yoga of Patanjali. You have eight limbs. See, so there is what? Tripachangani. So, so fifteen, you know, so that's what Panchasanga Yoga. Yoga of fifteen limbs, we are going to tell you. Alright. Vakshe, Vakshyami, I am telling you now. Meaning all of these are meant for Nididhyasana. Bhagavad Gita teaches Nididhyasana or meditation upon Nirguna Brahma. And all of these are only methods of meditation, we are going to tell you. All of these become the aid of meditation upon Brahma. So what will happen? Tai sarve sadakaryam nididhyasana mevatu Tai vakshamai sarvangai nididhyasana karyam Meaning that you should now become active and with the help of these fifteen steps that we are going to tell you you engage yourself constantly in nididhyasana in meditation upon the upon Brahman. No tushtim avasthanam Don't sit quietly be, be, you know, meaning that, be devoted to this. May you completely devote yourself to this, 
at the exclusion of everything else. So nididhyasana evato do understand that what we are going to tell you the yoga is something quite different from the well-known yoga of Patanjali. So same terms will be used. Yama, niyama, asana, pranayama, pratyahara. Same terms that are used by sage Patanjali in expounding his eight-limb yoga. Same terms will be used by explaining the Vedantic way. So too, just because you hear those terms, yama, niyama, don't confuse them with that one. This is a different kind of yoga for meditation upon Param Brahman. So leave aside that yoga. Focus attention on this yoga. That's what the author says. Okay. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnamat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamada Yapurnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantau Punapunaha Ishvaro Gururatmeti Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyakta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om